following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. Today is Friday, November 26th, 2021. My name is Jose Solerzano. My name is Jermaine Meredith. And a happy Thanksgiving to our American Smart fans out there and... I know a lot of you went out today, or are right now, Black Friday shopping out there in Canada, in the United States. I hope you're acting cordial and are being safe out there, because Black Friday shopping can get crazy, Jermaine. Isn't that right? That's right, man. People stampeding on each other. Yeah. Yeah, none of that. No, no, no. I find it funny how, like, Black Friday is after Thanksgiving, like a day you give thanks, and the next day some people just act unruly. Like, the smart fan code of conduct is no longer applicable. Um, <laughs> just like it was on Monday yep. Night Raw. <laughs> I knew exactly where you are going with yeah. this. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, coming up on the show, we are going to release and tell you the Smarky nominees for this year's second annual Smarky Awards coming at you. Then we're going to discuss Rock 25. We're going to end the month. Rock 25, talking about The Rock's greatest rivalry and possibly one of The Rock's greatest matches as well. We're going to do a little watch-along of that match coming up on the Boulevard. But Jermaine, I know that you want to talk about this fan who just, honestly, like I said, left the smart code of conduct back at home. Yeah, he did not follow it at all. Mm -mm. But Mm -mm. he has an excuse because apparently he had mental health issues. Yeah. But a wrestling live event was not the place for him to be. Because this guy just barreled down the stairs and Seth Rollins saw him coming right at him. Luckily, it didn't catch him off guard, but he was he, he was able to put him into a guillotine chokehold. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why you haven't seen us post. I know a lot of social media out there, a lot of wrestling fan accounts, a lot of podcast accounts have put that video up of the fan attacking, and you won't see it on our Instagram page because, again, I don't I don't like putting this. I don't like glorifying these things, and at the same yeah. time, I don't like like we don't know the full story here, and it's one of those things. Just like he said, sh- he said, she said, type of things. You never will never know the real story unless it goes to court and they're all under oath and whatever, right? Um, I did hear right away that this fan had mental health issues, and when that happens, I just I just want to get uh, we I definitely don't want to get our fingers in a sticky situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's one thing to discuss it on the show. I think whatever happens on the show is carte blanche, and that's why we're discussing it here. My whole main point here, for me, um, aside from the mental health and whatever the situation might be, it is never a good idea. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a basketball fan, if you're a baseball fan, any sporting live event fan to ever go and interrupt the entertainment, you are not part of the show. You are part of the show, but your job is as a fan, right? To just sit there and watch the show. You're not part of the show. It's just ridiculous. Number one, you're going to get beat the hell up, depending on what a sporting event is. You're going to get dealt with. Number two, you're going to catch a hefty fine. Number three, along with that hefty fine, you're going to get charges pressed against you. You're going to be in jail. You're going to go to court. Number four, you're going to get banned from that sporting event that you love so much. Why would you want to jeopardize that? And number five, you're going to get banned from the arena for life that you just committed such crime in. So it's just stupid on so many levels, right? And it also begs the question here, if this fan did have mental health issues, Who's he with? Who's watching him? And number two, where is the security? 
at this yeah. place, man. This is the Barclays Center. This is a new, fairly new arena that you would think there would be a high level of security, especially in and around that area. Right now in New York, man, there's a lot of crime happening. There's a lot of petty theft. There's a lot of things going on, especially during this holiday season as well. So you would think that they would be stacked with security. Doesn't seem like they were stacked with security at all here. This is problematic all throughout, man. All throughout. Yeah. And it's scary for the wrestler. Yeah. He made comments about the incident and he said that he was terrified. Of course. Because you don't know if this guy has a weapon or anything. And it's like these guys are just trying to do their job. They're on the road, traveling, performing, and trying to entertain us. And Yeah. This ungrateful guy just comes and attacks him. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, too, that we can only speak about wrestling here because this is what the show's about and because this is what just happened. But in wrestling, these guys are already putting their bodies on the line. And I know it's far-fetched for a non-wrestling fan to think that, but us smart yeah. fans, we know. Every time a wrestler steps into the ring, doesn't matter if the match is 30 seconds, doesn't matter if the match is 10 seconds, if, you, if you're taking moves in there, you're putting your life on the line and putting trust with the other opponent that you're going to be taken care of. Right? right? We all can agree with that. And the last thing you want is to be watching your surroundings and seeing if a fan who's not trained, who knows what's going through their mind, who knows what their motive is, while you're trying to entertain and you're on live television, like it's already filled with pressure. Your life is on the line, right? Your reputation, the professionalism that you have to yeah. show. And to think that yeah. a fan's going to jump over it and hurt you while you're doing your job, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. No. Not cool at all. Um, I do have, this is what's coming out of this. I don't know if you heard this, Jermaine, but apparently the culprit here is 24-year-old Eliza Spencer. And he's given his side to the story and why he decided to attack Seth Rollins during WWE Monday Night Raw, which took place at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. So Spencer claimed that he was looking to settle a beef that was dating back to 2019 that appears to be a catfishing scam started by someone posing as Seth Rollins. Spencer recalled how he first met Rollins at a meet and greet a few years ago, and during it, he asked him for help to launch his own career in the wrestling business. Things went south after uh, when he started communicating on Messenger for uh, Messenger services. He is still convinced that it was Seth Rollins talking to him this whole time. And Spencer bought over $3,000 in cards communicating with this person back and forth, thinking that it was Seth Rollins. He still thinks it's Rollins. He also claims he was talking with Rollins through accounts under his ring name and his real name, which we all know is Colby Lopez. He was blocked on social media by Rollins' wife, Becky Lynch, as of yesterday. So, again, uh, very far-fetched. Um but if he knew it was a catfishing thing, why would he go after Seth Rollins, even though he knows it's catfishing, and then he's saying that it was actually Seth Rollins, so he feels like he's getting gaslit, so he just wanted to attack Rollins? I don't know, man. It's just a mess of the situation. So this isn't a mental health thing anymore? Or? <sighs> maybe. Maybe he you has know. this whole situation playing out in his head. I don't yeah. know, man. There's yeah. certain times where people, and, and I know people like this in life, where they lie so much, they're pathological liars, or they want a certain life that they will lie to themselves and do things in order for that to become a reality. Like they yep. will try to live out their lie, their fantasy, or what they want their life to be as a lie. They will live it out in person and do whatever it takes to 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 get that across. And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. 
And we saw that on Monday Night Raw. I love, by the way, how the WWE, the camera just cut all of a sudden. Like it, it filmed it for like a good four seconds and then it just cut to the fans, um, which is Kevin Dunn. Of course, he loves his cuts back and forth. I feel sometimes I feel dizzy watching WWE because he cuts the camera so much. The moment he's yeah. supposed to cut, he doesn't cut. He stays there for four or five seconds. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> crazy thing the thing that reminds me of this um honestly and, and you know the fan there he was ejected from the arena obviously and the the new york crowd you know that that brooklyn love chanted all the way as he was being escorted out they were just yelling at him that he was an asshole and uh, i concur for that but uh praise to seth rollins for keeping up um the professionalism and playing along and just keeping yeah. to the segment. I mean, that's I was thinking that crazy. Seth Rollins was about to take the guy's head off once they stood up. Yeah, and he didn't. That and must here, have taken a lot for him not to. I'm sure everybody has seen the video at this point, but I'm going to play it here so we can walk through it here. Um, and this is taken from a fan that was sitting right, honestly, like right beside when the attack happened. Look, he just comes barreling from the back. Yeah. He looks like he came out of Gorilla from the side. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. Ah, uh, here you go. Boom. Look right into oh, that guillotine. Oh. <clears throat> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. So Seth Rollins knows how to take care of himself. Yeah, like, what are you doing, boy? <laughs> so, so Rollins is just going at him, you know, playing along. Because Rollins at this point, I don't know if Rollins thinks, maybe he thinks the cameras are on him, so he has to, like, play along. I don't know. Just keep in character, which he does very well here. Yeah. And do you see Jimmy Wang Yang at the back there? You see him? What's going on, bro? Yeah. The good old that Brooklyn crowd, and then look, he goes back to being a professional. They're playing the replays, and then they go back live on him, and he continues. He just continues being that professional that he is. Really good, really good from Seth Rollins. And there's a photo too of uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Becky Lynch stepping out of Gorilla to make sure that uh, Seth Rollins was okay after the whole fiasco. So crazy man this fan is lucky that this has not happened in the 80s the 70s the 80s or the 90s he would have got his oh, yeah. ass handed to him he would have got gang beat yeah. backstage <laughs> <laughs> let him up it's my turn brother yeah he's lucky man with a leg drop that's crazy it reminds you, you ever seen that video of mike kyota beating the hell out of a fan yep like honestly if mike kyota would have been there he would have kicked the living hell out of this guy um yeah Main point here discussing this, this this doesn't happen all the time. And unfortunately, it takes away from the show. It's disrespectful. It's not fair to the performers. And honestly, do better. Do better, fans. We always say that. Use your smart code of conduct. And for those who don't know why we keep on saying that, it's one of our early shows here on the Boulevard, the smart code of conduct, where <laughs> we discuss things that really piss us off of fans at wrestling events and just wrestling fans in general. And this is one of these things. Just interrupting the show and doing crazy. This is the second this. time this has happened with Seth Rollins, eh? Yeah, I mean, not a fight, but one time a guy walked down the aisle with him <laughs> when he was champion. Oh, he just walked down with him. Yeah, who was a guy who got low blowed? Was that Seth? Randy Orton. Oh, Randy. Okay, 
Yeah, and that was a local wrestler. A local wrestler. Wow. Talk about ruining your chances. They were in, ever signing. I think they were in a different country when that happened. What an idiot. What an Randy idiot. went along with it because he thought it was a part of a storyline, but then he noticed it was a fan. <laughs> so Randy sold it. <laughs> what a professional. These guys are professional. Even through it all, they're still professionals. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's wild, man. <laughs> but then after Randy started booting him in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that time when, like, who was it? Kevin Nash just grabbed the fan and just started, like, kicking his head in. I think this was yeah. WCW days. I mean, yeah, I mean, this fan's lucky. There's so much stories. Yeah, I mean, this fan's lucky that it wasn't during those days because he would have not come out of there. Um Healthy, I guarantee you that. Um, but now he has to suffer the consequences. What does this teach us, Jermaine? Enjoy the show, sit the hell down, and just be a, um, I guess, just a model fan and a model citizen, honestly. Just yeah. act accordingly. Crazy. Anyway, let's move along, Jermaine. And we're going to take a short break because coming up, Jermaine, is that time again. It's time to announce the nominees for the second annual Smarky Awards. And we were working late yesterday, man. We're cracking down the three nominees for each category, and it wasn't easy. It was not easy, and I know Smark fans out there are not going to be happy with some of the choices and who we left out, but sacrifices had to be made. We'll be right back on the Boulevard. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome back to Smark Down Boulevard. Jermaine, you know what that sound is, man. It's time for the nominees for the second annual Smarky Awards to be announced. This, These are the official nominees. And Jermaine, like I mentioned previously, we were late working on these. And um, I didn't get your take, man. Were, are, were you, are you happy with this? Or, this is like another, it's like going through it again. Before we go through them, are you happy right now? Are we okay I'm to go? I'm happy with it. Okay. I'm happy with it. I think I think the Smarks will be happy too. All right. Only time will tell because you know when these are out, <laughs> the fans will definitely let their, their, their voices heard. So yep. let's start it here. The second annual Smarky Awards. There are 10 categories, nine main categories, and one will be the Instagram Smark Fans Choice. Let's start with that one. Release of the year. This is an Instagram Smart Fans Choice. We have Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee, and Braun Strowman. Those are your three nominees. And Jermaine, we're going to do our picks right off the bat. You can't take these back. This is what they're going to be. Who is your pick for release of the year? Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I would have to say Bray Wyatt as well. Bray Wyatt as well. All right. Nine more. Here we go. Best on the microphone. Your nominees are CM Punk, MJF, and Charlotte Flair. Best on the mic. Who do you got, Jermaine? CM Punk. C. That's M. Punk. That sounds about right. CM Punk for me as well. Hope you're keeping Mr. track. Chick Magnet. <laughs> or Chicago Made. Which one is it? Hmm? Uh, 
Or is it... What was the other one? Chicago Made Chick Cookie Magnet. Monster. Cookie Monster. Yeah, all I remember is that stupid shirt by Kenny Olivier. Anyway. <laughs> More from that. More on that later on Kenny Olivier. Next category. Nominees for Breakout Superstar of the Year. is also known as Rookie of the Year, I guess, in a loose way. We have Dante Martin, Damian Priest, and Mandy Rose. Who are your picks here, Jermaine? Who's your pick? It's so hard for me to choose right now Mm -hmm. because I was really impressed with Dante Martin and what he did. Yeah. But overall accomplishments, I would have to say Damian Priest, man. I got to go with him. Damien Priest. <laughs> All right. You're taking me get, you, you know, you're allowing me to get the white out here, you know. We got to put the white out here. And Did I change from what I said yesterday? No, you said Dante Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get why you're saying Damien Priest. I do. Um, I feel like he's on a trajectory. Like he's going, he's on an upslope right now. Yeah, no, definitely, I hear you. But I really do like the reinvention and the new presentation of Mandy Rose. Um, I think it's been amazing in a short period yeah. of time, and she's definitely elevated NXT 2.0 in the women's division in there. So I'm gonna go True. with Mandy. That's my choice. So we have some differences already. We have okay. some differences. Let's move on with the next category. The nominees for Return of the Year, Jermaine. Return of the Year, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, and Becky Lynch. Shall we say who our pick is in one, two, three? CM Punk. Uh And I think it's going to be a landslide, honestly. I don't see this going any other way here. I really don't let's move on to the next category most underrated superstar of the year cesaro jeff hardy and Puck. that bastard Puck. <laughs> jermaine you know who my pick is i've been a fan of his since his first elite figure came out and series 23 we're now i believe at series 89 it's been that long for me it's cesaro my friend cesaro how about you okay i'm gonna go with jeff hardy man i'm surprised i'm surprised you went with jeff hardy i really am he can still go he can he can he's just not being used well he's not being used well at all and that's wb for you that's the but great great showing at survivor series really good showing oh for sure showed us it showed us that he could still go so good for him says Rollins should do a long-term feud oh that would be great that would be great honestly i would i'd pay to see that i really would i would yeah Yeah. 100 i would buy the pay-per-view on my ps4 (laughs) (laughs) wow you'd actually buy it that's amazing i'd purchase it wow progress ladder match who knew okay. that it would be Jeff Hardy and Seth Rollins to get you to buy a pay-per-view after how many years? Have you ever bought a pay-per-view? <laughs> yes, I have. I think uh, WrestleMania 26. Wow. Last time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, years ago. Years ago. <laughs> hey, yeah. WWE, if you're listening, that's what it's going to take. 
Seth Rollins and a Jeff Hardy feud. Book it. <laughs> Book it now. Book it now. Let's continue with the nominees for most shocking event, most shocking moment of the year, I guess we're calling it. Number one, the multiple WWE talent releases. Next up, AEW debuts, and there were many debuts in 2021. And lastly, Bad Bunny's performance at WrestleMania this year. Who do you got, Jermaine? Who do you got? Those are all really solid choices. They really are. They really are. I got to go with the multiple releases. It's just, I still can't believe it. So you're changing your tune again, are you? <laughs> and oh, shoot. The, the reason why I say that, folks, is because Jermaine and I, you know, yeah. we do a lot of meetings before the show, obviously, because, you know, we got to be coordinated and stuff, especially for the Smarkies. There's a lot of meetings that are going to happen for the Smarkies, right? And one of them happened a couple days, or yesterday, actually, matter of fact, before we yep, finalized these. And um, I'm like, okay, Jermaine, let's just get our picks going. I'm going to write them down, so I'm not writing them down during the show <laughs> and whatever. And this guy has already, this is the second one he changed on me. <laughs> so I'm like, it's interesting. I, I think Sorry. going through it, I think every time we go through it, it's a different perspective, right? Which is interesting because uh, the smart fans are going to feel the same way, right? Especially when they start casting their votes. When's the deadline for me to change my, my options? <laughs> right now, pal. Right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to stick with mine. I think mine were the multiple releases. I think every time releases happened, they made news and they were shocking. And um, as good as Bad Bunny was at WrestleMania, um, as good and exciting as the AEW debuts were, I think the multiple releases are just out of this world and and just historic at this point. And they might not be over. (laughs) I mean, we still have... Cesaro's next. Don't even. Yo, kiss your neck, man. Honestly. Oh, gosh. No. What's the other thing? Blouses and skirts, man. No, 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 no. Blouse on skirts. Yeah, blouse and skirts. <laughs> but if you want to change it, you can change it, man. This is your last chance. This is your last chance. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy with what I said. You said the debuts? No. Originally? So yesterday you said debuts? Yeah, yeah. You going to keep that? No. You want releases? Yeah. Okay. Okay, copycat. Releases for Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a smarter choice, but we'll see. I mean, it, this is our, this is our picks, friendly betting between you and I. But actually, not friendly. This is do or die for the end of the year from all our bets. But um, the smart fans are going to choose. They're going to cast their votes, and those are the votes that count. So we'll see. We'll see who they choose. We might think the releases are shocking. They might not. They might think that Bad Bunny actually putting on a great show at WrestleMania was shocking because. Every time a, uh, a celebrity comes into the ring, it's usually really bad. It's rare, right? I remember Snooki at WrestleMania. She wasn't too bad. She wasn't too bad, yeah. Well, she had the gymnastics yeah. background, and I think exactly. Stephen Amell was decent as well when he faced Stardust. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much all I can remember. Like, yeah. But Bad Bunny, first time in a long time. And I wouldn't mind if he's back. I know I was very I was very against it in the beginning, if you recall earlier this year. Yep, I was um, too. Yeah. But then I, I who is this guy? Then I apologized profusely. I really did. <laughs> yeah. I apologized. So this this category <laughs> is interesting. It really is. And the smart fans will decide it later on 
um, next month when we announce the winners of the second annual Smarky Awards. The nominees are not done, man. We still have a couple categories. Next up, pay-per-view of the year. Royal Rumble 2021. WrestleMania Night 1 and 2. And AW's All Out. Jermaine, who do you got for this pay-per-view of the year for this year? Going with Royal Rumble. <laughs> this guy changes. I can't. This guy changes. <laughs> what did I see? You said all out. <laughs> Change my mind. All out. All out. All out. You're sticking with all out. <laughs> I'm sticking by my choice. WrestleMania. I'm just sticking by WrestleMania, man. I don't all know about out, you. All out, all out. You're sticking with All Out. Okay. Now, remember, let's remind the smart fans out there. And I know there were some contenders here that we missed out. And I know some people might say differently. But Royal Rumble. I think we were debating between Royal Rumble and SummerSlam, Jermaine, I think it was. And both shows were decent. Yeah. But I think looking back on it, I think you specifically enjoyed Royal Rumble more than SummerSlam. I would say two now, looking back at it. So the Royal Rumble, we had Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. We thought that was the last time we'd see Goldberg. It was kind of like the passing of the torch. Uh, then we had Sasha Banks defeating Carmella. We had Bianca Belair winning the 30-woman Royal Rumble match um, at WrestleMania 34, a match at WrestleMania 37. Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens in a last-man-standing match for the WWE Universal Championship. And then Edge won the 30-man Royal Rumble match for a World Championship match at WrestleMania 37. So that was Royal Rumble this year. Looking back at it, not bad, right, Jermaine? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Then WrestleMania. Night one and two. So WrestleMania 37 to be exact. I don't have to tell you. I'm not going to run down the whole card, but some notable matches here. Night one, you had uh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre going back and forth. You had Cesaro and Seth Rollins putting on a clinic. You had Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on The Miz and John Morrison. And then Bianca Belair defeating Sasha Banks for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. And on night two... Things didn't start so well in night two, but they definitely picked up a little bit when you had Rhea Ripley defeat Asuka and Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan put on a great triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship that night. So those are the two WWE shows. And then the last one was All Out. And of course, this is a legendary All Out, Jermaine, because your boy CM Punk returned after a long absence from the wrestling world. And he defeated Darby Allin. You had Chris Jericho versus MJF. You had Kenny Omega defeating Christian Cage. Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks had a classic with the Steel Cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. You had Britt Baker defending her title against Chris Statlander. You had Miro and Eddie Kingston going back and forth, two big brutes going at it. And then you had the legendary Satoshi Kojima facing John Moxley in a singles match. So those are your three nominees for pay-per-view of the year. Jermaine says it's going to be all out. I say it's going to be WrestleMania night one and two. Again, another stacked category, Jermaine. Another stacked category. Do you okay. think what well, your second choice would have been Royal Rumble, I guess? I think after listening to everything and remembering, mm-hmm. probably WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania wasn't that bad this year, actually. Looking back, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there were some duds, of course, like in every pay per view this year. But for the most part, I think it was um, 
Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. If you would have taken the best matches from those two nights and put them into one pay-per-view card, it would have been a great WrestleMania. Like, a that's very right. good WrestleMania. And that's the way I'm And that's what it. I think they should do from now on. Enough of the two-day stuff. They're, they're, going, they're still doing two days, you know? I know. I hate it. I think that's yeah. what it's going to be going forward. I think so, too. I really do. I do. Oh, well. It is what it's it is. It's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. It really is. <laughs> Three more categories, Jermaine. Next up, match of the year. Here we go. You have Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros at All Out for the AEW World Tag Team Championship in a steel cage match. Then you had Seth Rollins versus Cesaro at WrestleMania. And then you have Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania 2021. I think this solidifies that WrestleMania this year is actually pretty good. We have two matches from WrestleMania nominated for Match of the Year. And yes, I hear you fans out there. I know there are many other matches that happened this year. But we Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about ROA? What about Impact? Who? Impact? Who? Yeah. No, Impact Wrestling is, yeah. Let's not go there. Where's Cody and all? Yeah, please sit down. Yeah, Listen, no way. Yes, we try to be fair here. We could have not included AEW. We definitely could not. But we like to include AEW here. We're not too well versed in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so we're not going to include them. ROH, we want to be more, but things are very complicated in ROH. They barely had any shows this year because of the pandemic. We actually were very fair. We, Jermaine, actually took some sacrifices here, as I will tell you in the next category that I'm about to announce. But I thought, I think <laughs> overall, <laughs> I think overall we were fair and um, just really straight down the middle for the nominees this year so far. I yeah. think so. I think it's fair. We're not saying some stuff out of left field, right? I mean, it's just me. I mean, I'm sure the fans will tell us, but how do you feel so far? So far, I feel like it's been fair. Yeah, thank like, you. We we can't watch everything. And no. We can't just go in to something that we're not really sure about or familiar with. For sure. Like we're not going to start watching New Japan. Mm-mm. I know I'm not, so... Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It is what it is. Let's move on to the two last categories of the second annual Smarkies Female Wrestler of the Year. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and the Doctor, DMD, Britt Baker. Who do you got, Jermaine? Oh, I didn't ask you who you got for Match of the Year. For match of the year, Cesaro versus Seth. Yep, and I got Edge, Brian, and Roman Reigns. Now, who you got for female of the year? Now, when I say we actually were straight down the line, I wanted to nominate Selena Vega, Dillis Lorizano, but I didn't. So I'm being <laughs> fair here, guys. And Jermaine wanted to put... Oh, no, you did put Charlotte in there, but she deserves it. That's we right. We could have put Becky in there, too, guys. We definitely could have, but we didn't. But she just came back. Exactly, so, so we're being fair. Um, my pick is Bianca. My pick is Bianca as well. I think it, she should just walk away with it. Um, yeah, she had a great year. She had an, a fantastic year. Honestly, a fantastic year. And lastly, Jermaine, male superstar of the year, Kenny Omega, <clears throat> Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns. 
Jermaine, in one, two, three. Roman, Roman Reigns. That is our pick. And I think, again, he should walk away with it. Although Pro Wrestling Insider and probably uh, Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave, probably have a different yeah, probably have him at number five. Yeah. But, um, again, we could have been jerks and not put Kenny Omega in there. But we recognize that he was champion for the longest time. Yep. He put in the work, so he has to be nominated. And I know he has fans out there. Some of our smart fans as well. So we have to be yeah. fair. And we, we made the there. sacrifice and we put Olivier on the list. Yes. So we did. Guys, yeah. just just be happy we did that. Yes, exactly. And you guys choose. If he wins, as much as it's gonna break my heart and Jermaine's heart even more. Um, I won't say the words. <laughs> That'll be on you. Or Michelle. Hey man. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to announce it and we're gonna probably do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> or pick, pick straws. <laughs> <laughs> Big straws to see who's going to announce that if it happens. But we're going to be fair. Um, announcing, uh, announcing, announcing, announcements coming up soon of when you can cast your vote. I believe voting will start next week, December 3rd. I'm going to create the Survey Monkey and we'll tell you exactly when it is time to vote and cast your votes for the second annual Smarky Awards. And so stay tuned. But these are your nominees. And for more information on the nominees, check out our Instagram page at SmarkdownBLVD and check out who are nominated for the second annual Smarky Awards. Jermaine, I'm excited. And the Smarky Awards will take place on December 24th, Christmas Eve. So a lot of things coming up here on the boulevard and we're definitely going to be busy, Jermaine. Definitely going to be busy. I'm excited. That's I don't right. know about you. I don't know about you. I'm excited. I'm excited as well, man. There's, I, I want to see the results. I want to see the results. In time, my friend. In time. We'll be right back I to wrap. Beat you. Yep. <laughs> this guy. Always the competition. Always the competition. <laughs> Try it, buddy. We'll see. Only time will tell. Let's I want to win. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll wrap things up. On the show with Rock 25, we're going to celebrate the Rock 25 by discussing his greatest rivalry and his greatest match coming up on the boulevard. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you still won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Continue. So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention that it is all free all free anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place so if you ever thought about starting your own podcast now is the time to do it and use anchor download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and now back to the boulevard welcome back to smart down boulevard and jermaine let's wrap up this month Let's wrap up not only the month of November, but let's wrap up Rock 25. This whole month we were celebrating the 25th anniversary of The Rock debut in WWE. And uh, we took you through his um, his best theme songs. We took you through some of our favorite promos of The Rock throughout the years. And now let's take you through 
possibly his greatest match and one of his greatest rivalries rivals of all time. And I'm gonna do I'm gonna have you do the honors, Jermaine, because I know this rivalry and this match holds a special place in your heart for The Rock and this other guy. Go ahead, Jermaine. So me and Jose were talking and we're thinking mm-hmm. who has The Rock had his best match against and who has the rocks most serious feud been against that's a loaded question that's a loaded question it is when you think about it and me and jose could think of only one person and it has to be this person they headlined three wrestlemanias together Mm -hmm. and no one complained about it no one complained about it. No one said, oh, same old match. Nothing. <laughs> and they have great chemistry together. They can go toe-to-toe on the mic. Yeah. Toe-to-toe in the ring. Arguably, the the faces of the Attitude Era. But I'm more partial to one. <laughs> and it's no other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Texas Rattlesnake. I concur. I concur. Now, we could have definitely gone... I mean, The Rock had other great rivalries, Jermaine. Don't get it twisted. Yep. I mean, he had rivalries with Mankind. Those are some crazy rivalries in 1999, if you remember. Uh, Triple H early on for that Intercontinental Championship. Uh, yep. Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship and that WWE Attitude Era belt that I love so much. And, of course, Hulk Hogan. Who can forget? Icon versus Icon. That's right. But we can concur, like you said. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I can watch these three matches at WrestleMania forever. Honestly, like I can watch them on a loop because they were just so entertaining. The crowd is always into it. And yeah, no one complained that it was the same match over and over again because nope. the lead up was great. The story was great. Everything was well done. It's just not what it used to be. Clearly, it's just not, not what it used to be. And they headline WrestleMania 15. Uh, they headlined, I always forget this. They headlined 15 for sure. They headlined 17, but they did yeah. not headline 19 because times were changing then. Um, but they still went second last. And I still feel that that should have been the main event. But a yeah. lot of people didn't realize what was going on behind the scenes because Austin was got sick. He went to the hospital and this was only him and Vince and Rock knew that this was going to be his last match ever. So I think if they would have used that in the storyline, they probably would have gone on last. But that was kept to the side until later on. Um, they let the fans in on that, right? But yeah. nonetheless, three WrestleManias, hands down the greatest rivalry The Rock ever had with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, what is your favorite one? And again, we concurred with this as well, man. What was your favorite match out of the three? It has to be 17. It yeah. was epic. Yeah, man. That's that, that's an instant classic. It's a legend match. Legendary match, man. Yeah. WrestleMania Arguably 17. one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania. Yep, WrestleMania 17, April 1st, 2001, from Houston, Texas, at the Reliant Astrodome. 60, almost 68,000 people in attendance, over a million buys on pay-per-view. 
what does that tell you? That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Unless, yeah. You know, it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I mean, look at us. We're fans and we stream that crap. So it's, That's right. <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. And I'm proud to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud. But, yo, I remember back in the day, man, it was a struggle to get my parents to actually buy the pay-per-view. Like, I did whatever. I did so many chores. I did extra chores. I did this and that just so that you can buy the pay-per-view so I could watch this, man. Like, you knew it was going to be a great WrestleMania. This, I'm just going to run down here a couple of matches for this WrestleMania. Kurt Angle defeated Chris Penoit. This That was a clinic, man. Just a wrestling clinic. A belly-to-belly clinic, honestly. Um, Shane McMahon took on Mr. McMahon, and that whole storyline was hilarious in a street fight with McFoley and having Trish, Stephanie, and Linda McMahon involved. Then you had tables, yeah. ladders, and chairs, man. Come on. Are you kidding me? Like, just crazy. Then you had Undertaker defeating Triple H in a singles match. That match was ridiculous as well. And then the main event, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock in a no-DQ match for the WWF Championship. Now, I had planned to watch the whole match, but let's watch highlights, Jermaine. Let's do that. How about that? Let's watch some highlights. All right. Because, um, actually, hmm. You know what I love more? Okay, let's just do this. Anyone can go on the network or on Peacock TV or on YouTube and watch the highlights. Summarizing this, you summarize it the best. What was the best part of this match? Aside from like the match, but the ending was where the where everything happened. And what was that, Jermaine? When Stone Cold Steve Austin sold his soul to Satan himself. And Satan being shook hands with the devil. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. One hundred percent. Never forget it. Yep. That was um, <laughs> that was crazy, and Jr. just went nuts. Um, yeah, let's play that part here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can fast forward to it. Here we go. Come on, Steve! Come on! What the hell is this? Look at the ovation. The guy just turned heel and he still gets a pop like that. Here we go. Someone tell Jerry this is not happening. Livid. (laughs) So good. It's like a child has just been told Santa Claus is not real. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For the love of God, tell me this is not happening. It's so good. It's just so good. I can't even, man. I can't even. Honestly, we can hands down say The Rock's 25th anniversary, without a doubt, Stone Cold was his greatest rival and had he had probably the best matches ever in his career with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think anyone That's can right. really debate that. I think it's a given and um you know, personally, you know how I feel about The Rock. I mean, The Rock might not be in my top 10 of greatest of all time, but I do recognize how great he was on the mic, how great his theme songs were, how much he meant to the industry. And um, 
I don't hate on him at all. I, I might not like him, but I don't hate on him on the sense that, oh, no, I don't give him his dues. I do give The Rock his dues. And I love Dwayne Johnson. I love who the guy is. Dwayne Johnson, the real guy. I love who Dwayne Johnson is. The Rock, eh, sometimes he's a bit repetitive. Not been critical. But I can respect what he's done for the business and what he is. Um, well, they don't call him the great one for nothing. Said it, You said it better than I could have ever said it, man. You pretty much just encapsulated everything I just said there. So... Here's to the rock. Um, I don't have Terramana or Zoa energy drink with me, but um, <laughs> I'll I'll toast up my uh, Nestle Pure Life water, and I'll say cheers to the rock in his 25th anniversary in the wrestling business. But folks, honestly, uh, thank you for joining us again. The Smart nominees are up. For more information, again, go to our Instagram page at Smartdown BLVD as always, and we will see you next month. Jermaine, it's already December next month. It's crazy, and I hope you enjoyed. Can you believe it? That's wild, man. And I and we hope you enjoyed this two for one week. If you haven't listened to our Survivor Series review that we posted on Monday, go check it out. When I rock bottom you, what should you do? I guess I'm gonna tuck my chin in. You're goddamn right. See you next week, pal. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, Smarks, you can listen to past episodes of The Boulevard on all the major audio streaming platforms, including Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We come at you every Friday of the year with a new episode, and occasionally we hit you with those two-for-one-week specials on Mondays and Fridays. Keep it here to find out when those special weeks happen. For more content to connect with us and for all things wrestling-related, find us on Instagram at SmartdownBoulevard. That's at SmartdownBLVD to keep the conversation going. This is Smartdown Boulevard!